Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Saturday, July 2nd, 2022. This episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games, although there aren't lines for like half of them, so it's going to be an interesting show. In case you're here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, totals, hitter, and pitcher projections, and bring in the weather data in order to make one side pick and one total pick on every game that's played Monday through Sunday, though there are no Sunday shows, so take note of that will be off tomorrow and back Monday. That doesn't mean I recommend you do the same as my goal in this episode to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why the model or I like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. As you go through my plays, remember there are no locks in game links. So what I give you are loves, likes, and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. A um, little bit of good luck, a little bit of bad luck yesterday. That Orioles lost, hurt, um, missed a, all the totals that were close, just on the wrong side of them kind of some heartbreaks on the totals. The sides went really well, leaning more underdogs. Yesterday, it's kind of been where the models headed as some of the prices have gotten out of control. A little bit more of a mixed slate today with regards to favorites and underdogs. Again, of course, half of games don't have lines yet, it seems like. So we'll see how the rest of the day plays out in that regard later on. And before we get to those games, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. The only way is when you turn notifications on to ensure you don't miss any. The college basketball MLB or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. Let's get rolling here. We've got a morning game if you are not in the Eastern time zone. We've got a couple of those. Start off with the Rays and the Blue Jays. What should be a doozy of a pitching matchup. Shane DeClanahan versus Kevin Gaussman, two pitchers that I give identical 77 ratings to. And again, in the 70s, is fantastic. Uh, two pitchers that you just can't say enough good things about. Here's the thing that I want to point out about these pitchers. We have to remember that while McClanahan has performed better this year, that's not necessarily predictive of how the rest of the season will go. You can't take away what he's done, and so far he's been, you know, for sure top candidate for the AL Cy Young. But their underlying metrics are almost identical with a, a rounding error edge to Gaussman, and that's why they project so similar. So my take, my stance on this game is that these two pitchers are both great and basically even. Now, if you disagree with that, then that's fine, and that may inform how you handle this game. But I also want to point out that the Rays are very right-handed heavy and get a sizable boost, an already great offense, an already top five hands down, and potentially, you know, potentially top two or three offense in baseball gets a boost by facing a lefty McClanahan. So to me, you've got two pitchers that are even. You've got a Blue Jays offense that's better than the Rays offense, gets a boost by facing a lefty. I like the Blue Jays bullpen more than the Rays, and the Blue Jays are at home. And you may look at the number. The model says Blue Jays minus 178. It does seem maybe it's had high, but again, 
the only reason you don't get to a number that high is if you think McClanahan is a ton better than Gaussman. And again, again, acknowledging that McClanahan has better results so far. But part of that is McClanahan pitches in a massive pitcher from the park and Gaussman pitches in a more hitter from the park. Part of it is just random bounces, right? Again, ERA year to year is not extremely predictive as opposed to something like FIP, XFIP, or XERA is. So again, I think these two pitchers are about a wash. Both are fantastic, but that Blue Jays offense is the difference maker. The Blue Jays bullpen, whenever it gets to the bullpen, there won't be a whole lot of bullpen action in this one, most likely. And the Blue Jays at home, I think the Blue Jays should be a much bigger favorite than they are. Minus 130, I think, is an insanely low price. And again, we've been leaning to underdogs here, but in this case, I think this number should be tons higher. A great pick for me on the Blue Jays. And with regards to total, I'll, I'll go over seven. You got a hitter-friendly park. And, and the Rays' offense is above average, and that Blue Jays' offense against lefties might be the might be the best unit in baseball. They are so good against left-handed pitching. Not to say that they're going to score seven off McClanahan. They almost assuredly won't. But to go under seven, um, and, and it may push. It may land right at seven, and then this is all kind of a you know a, a waste of a conversation. But uh, to go under seven in a hitter-friendly park with two above-average offenses. Um, if it does get to the bullpens, as I get, I think the Blue Jays bullpen is better than the Rays bullpen, but the Blue Jays bullpen's average, whereas the Rays just bullpen isn't. If it gets in the bullpens, there's weaker pitchers. It, it, it's not impossible, but it's it's just not the right setup. I've loved going unders, but I've loved going unders when the weather's better and the bright parks, you know, in that right situation. But I just think the offenses are too good. I'm going to lean over. It's not what I have a lot of confidence on, though, because going over with these two types of pitchers, is extremely scary. So at seven, I'll lean over. There is some juice on that over. If the number does get to seven and a half, if it gets to seven and a half, I probably lean then under. Either way, though, seven, seven and a half is the right number, in my opinion, for this one. I just don't think there's a lot of value to be had in the totals market. I think we want to stick to the Blue Jays. I think they're the right side in this one. And I think the price is just fantastic value to start us off here this afternoon. 12 10 Eastern. First pitch, that early time slot, Yankees and Guardians. Uh, looks like no rain in Cleveland for this one, thankfully. will be relatively warm. We'll start off around 80 degrees, close still around in the mid-70s, mid-upper 70s. No real wind to speak of. It'll be very minimal and or mostly across. Uh, Nestor Cortez versus Aaron Savali. Uh, talked about Savali yesterday. Not nearly as bad as at 720 ERA, but he is just average at best. Uh, Cortez has been fantastic. I loved backing him. Do note, again, his advanced metrics say that his ERA should be about a run higher. So uh, Cortez, I think, is more has performed fantastic, is good, isn't great. Um, So I like Cortez. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to take anything away from what he's done. He's improved so much. um, And if you're a Yankees fan, you have to be thrilled with what you have in Cortez. And I, again, I think he is good. I just want to make sure we're clear on that, that I don't think that 250 area is going to hold Again, his advanced metrics say he should be in the three, five, which again, very good. Just maybe not as good. I like Cortez. This Yankees offense is fantastic. Um, my hunches were going to be on the guardians at this point. I think I've just, we have to accept the reality that the model is going to say like back the guardians for the next month, at least. Um, We'll see what the number is when it comes out. Uh, the biggest thing here will be determining how much value there is in the Guardians. Uh, it, it, the Yankees and, and the Astros a little bit too are going to become really tough teams to to peg here going forward. The prices I, I, I'm afraid are about to, I kind of already have in some cases are about to start getting out of hand because those two teams are so good and 
it's going to be really tough to figure out how much of a premium we want to lay with these teams. Are they really 110 or 115 win teams? And that's kind of how they're, I feel like they're being priced or they're about to be priced if they continue the way they're going. Not to say they can't do that, but it's just you're kind of having to hope everything goes right laying those types of prices. So that'll be the key there in this game is trying to figure out. I'm, I'm assuming we'll be on the Guardians here in both games today. I'll, I'll briefly talk about the other one, but just trying to figure out what the value is specifically uh, for how, how heavy we want to be invested there. And the answer may be not a lot because the Yankees team is really good. So if you see a C grade pick on the Guardians there later for me, I'm basically indicating I think there's some value in the Guardians because the price, but it's hard to go against how good the Yankees team is. Yesterday I was more comfortable going against them because of all the crazy travel they had. Having that day off, even though they are playing two today, I think at least helps a little bit for today. Now it probably hurts back again tomorrow because now it's going to catch up to them. But um, yesterday would have been a better spot, I think, to fade the Yankees based off of their uh, all, all the games they played, all the travel they've had. Um, having that day off maybe helps reset them a little bit. Two tennis to your first pitch. Orioles with the Twins. Talked about that heartbreak with the Orioles. Got that late lead and then just couldn't hold it. Uh, today we'll have a chance of rain in Minnesota. Hopefully we can avoid that. Should be under 50%. Uh, lots of time to get this one in, whether it's at this time or later. It'll be in the upper 70s all game. A, a slight breeze in the five mile an hour range, so not really much effect out or across. So really no wind effect here. Um, the Orioles will throw Jordan Lyles, who's kind of been a mixed bag here. His ERA is now under five. Advanced metrics say it should be a little bit better. At this point this season, kind of average. He's kind of around where I've, I've talked about him all season. And when he's pitching well for him, he's respectable. That's kind of, I think, where he's settled into, just a respectable position. Not great, but not nearly as bad as he's had some years before where he's just been atrocious. Sonny Gray. On the other hand, probably not as good as that 217 ERA, but his advanced metrics say he should be in the low threes, which is phenomenal. His projection, projected rating here um, is at a is at a 90. I think he's being held back just a little bit based off of uh, the length because of him missing some time this season, um, up and down maybe previous years. But, I mean, the way he's trending is that number shouldn't continue to improve. Definitely a starting pitcher edge for the Twins here. Gray's a fantastic pitcher um, at this point. A guy you definitely enjoy handing the ball to every five days uh, versus just an average pitcher in Lyles. Twins have an edge on offense. Um, relievers are about the same. Um, that Twins relief core is just very average. Um, the Orioles, I project them very average. They've done better than that this year. Again, I, I'm still a little hesitant to say just how good they are, but they're definitely not bad. Uh, but this one's all about the price. The Twins at minus... 220 is just absurd. The model says minus 177. I see it playing out like yesterday. And you look at yesterday's game, we are getting about plus 200 on the Orioles, and that's the price here today. And I'll lock in that similar plus 200 B pick. But I see it playing out in a very similar fashion. It should be a close game. It should be a, a reasonably close game. Again, the Twins have some edges, but I just don't think those edges are large enough for them to run away a ton. I think you've got a really good chance for a tight one. And if you have a tight game and you're getting plus 200, I mean, there's not much more you can ask for. We're not going to win them all the time, you know, and like I said, last night hurt. But if, if the Orioles can just hang in, that's kind of what they've been doing this last month. If they just hang in there, plus 200 is great value. So to me, it's all about the price. Again, the Twins are the better team. They have the better offense. They have the better starting pitcher in their home. But minus 220, I just, 
And I've talked about this a lot lately with some of these prices getting out of hand. I need a large starting pitcher discrepancy. And, and they do have a pretty good offensive discrepancy. The offensive discrepancy lines up, but the relievers being the same and the starting pitchers being grazed better than Lyles, but not by a ton. It's just, I just can't get to a number that starts with a two for the twins. That just makes no sense. Maybe you could talk me to minus 180, uh, maybe minus 190. But I mean, you a number that starts with a two, especially out the two twenties, is just absurd. Again, it's it's Orioles or pass, and if you want to pass, nope, don't blame you there. But again, in the long run, I think if you're taking teams like the Twins at this price, it doesn't mean they won't win tonight. It just or this afternoon, it just means I just don't think it's a profitable long term venture. Total is nine. I'm going to go under nine with an A grade at minus 120. A grade at nine, B grade at eight and a half if it drops there, because I think you've lost a lot of value with that push protection. The model says 8.2, and the model has been fairly high on twins totals. It's, it's kind of overshot them. So based off of that, I might say the I think the total should probably be about eight. So I still like under eight and a half, but again, I only like it. I don't love it. I am laying a little bit of juice with this total, but that push protection offers a lot of value. Nine being such a key number here. But I just don't see this as being a high-scoring game with Gray. I, I think he can really hold this Orioles offense down, and the Orioles pitchers just have continued to pitch really well all season long. And so I see this being a lower-scoring game. A great pick on this under. B great pick on the Orioles. If it's a close game, anything can happen. And there's just too much value to pass up at plus 200, in my opinion. 405 Eastern first pitch Cardinals at the Phillies. A warm one again in Philadelphia will be mid-80s for most of the day. Definitely a chance of rain here. We're going to be about 50% coverage at the start, up around 75% towards the close of the scheduled close of this game. So definitely one we'll have to keep an eye on the radar. The winds will be blowing out to start at around 10 miles an hour, but shift to across by the end by the end of the scheduled time slot. And again, who knows when this game is going to get played? So a big question mark with regards to the weather. And that makes a big question mark with regards to the total, in my opinion, depending on exactly when this game gets played. If it does get delayed, front comes through, gets into a night game, temperatures start dropping, winds are across now, um, winds are out now, they're across. I mean, if this game gets delayed, you know, three hours, four hours, and this becomes a night game, and you can still grab a total under nine and a half, I mean, that jumps to a B, maybe even an A grade. So just something to keep an eye on here with when this game happens. So there's a chance that the you know, there's some adjustment there to the total number. You never know. But in my opinion, the later this game goes in time, the more I like this under because the weather is going to shift from, uh, you know, hitter friendly. I mean, starting off for hitter friendly, starting off in the mid 80s, winds blowing out around 10 miles an hour. That's good hitting weather to start with. But again, if there's rain that makes this delayed starting, that under nine and a half is going to look real enticing. As it is, I've only got a C-pick on it because I just don't know what's going to happen with it. So I'm giving myself the opportunity to invest more later. Keep an eye on Twitter and the sheet. I will update that if uh, the situation warrants it. It'll be Matthew Liberatore versus Kyle Gibson. Liberatore's a four-year on the season, but his advanced metrics say it should be about a run and a half higher than that. Projects to be well below average. Um, definitely a starting pitcher edge for the Phillies. Gibson's been kind of up and down. His ERA is starting to converge with his advanced metrics. He's pitched better lately, and that ERA is dropping. Um, his advanced metrics say it should be about a half a run lower than it is, a little over half a run lower. I have Gibson as a slightly above-average pitcher. Again, edge to the Phillies with regards to the starter, but edge to the Cardinals with that offense. That Cardinals offense continues to improve, while the Phillies offense I still have below average. Uh, the bullpens, 
right about even. I'm still not sure about the Phillies bullpen. I still think the Cardinals might have a little bit of an edge there. Model says Phillies minus 105. And, and that that kind of makes sense to me. Um, the only, I mean, the, the Phillies are at home, but the only edge they have is a starting pitcher. And the question you have to ask yourself is how much of an edge do they have with Gibson? It, it's definitely an edge there. But the edge that the Cardinals have on offense, I think, can more than overcome that. So to me, this is more of a toss-up-y type game. So I'm on the Cardinals at plus 115. It's a B-grade pick. I don't think there's enough value to get this to an A at this number. If it gets up to plus 120, that becomes an A-grade pick. There's just even more value. But plus 115 in the low plus 110s, I think there's good value here on the Cardinals. I like the Cardinals. I think it's a toss-up-y type game. And again, there's you know over I don't know, what, a thousand games or something in the season. So, I mean, you know, if we're consistently getting these plus 115 type odds on games that are more or less coin tosses, it's going to work out for us in the long run. So I think the Cardinals at plus 115 are worth a shot here. I like the Cardinals. And again, so far right now, leaning on that under at nine and a half. Um, just all depends on when this game happens. If it happens earlier, 10 is not a crazy number. And I think that's where the total is heading. But if it's delayed, all of a sudden, I think that projected total should drop down to eight and a half or nine. So just all about the weather with regards to this total. There should be some runs. Just when the game is played, will dictate how many there are, I think. Brewers with the Pirates, 405 Eastern, first pitch. Warm one in Pittsburgh will be in the mid-80s all day. No rain there. Winds blowing out to left field at the start, out to center field at the end in the 5 to 10 mile an hour range. Aaron Ashby versus Bryce Wilson, a massive starting pitcher edge for the Brewers here. Ashby is definitely above average. His 425 ERA is inflated by a couple of bad outings, but his advanced metrics say he's pitched about a full run better than that all season. I've liked Ashby all year. I don't see any reason why that should change now. Wilson is not good. He's not as bad as an 829 ERA, but that's not breaking news. Uh, no major league pitcher is as bad as an 829 ERA, or else if they are, they won't be in the major leagues much longer. But his advanced metrics say his ERA should be around five. That's still very bad. So, I mean, again, big starting pitcher edge for the Brewers. Offensively, I think the Brewers have an edge, mainly because that Pirates offense just isn't good. Finally, the Pirates relief core is uh, taking a ding in the model. Big edge to the Brewers there. Model says Brewers about minus 150. The model still likes the Pirates probably more than it should. Um, it's just it, tougher to be a road favorite um, with a big number. We'll probably be on the Pirates again on this one. It's not one I'm going to like, though, Backy Wilson's just a tough ask. Um, but the Pirates at home are, are frisky enough that depending on what sort of big plus odds we can get, if this is if you can get a price like Brewers minus 155, maybe even minus 160, I don't think that's a bad investment. So we'll see what number this opens at, assuming it's these two pitchers. The number's not going to change really at all if the Pirates use the opener in front of Wilson. It's the same handicap, really. Um, the Pirates, rounding error-wise, might actually get a slightly boost, slightly better boost. They're up, using that opener. Allows a reliever to go out and throw as hard as he can for the top of the lineup. And then Wilson come in more for the bottom, allows him to go a little bit longer. But... Wilson's just not good enough for that to really help him, I think. Um, so it's a situation where if they use an opener, it's really the same handicap. Nothing's going to change in my mind. Um, like I said, Brewers minus 150, 155, even minus 160, I think is a solid price. My fear is this price is going to be like Brewers minus 200 or something like that. And then we'll just have to be on the Pirates. 
just because the again the price it, it, the the Brewers probably win this game, but at some point you just can't go laying crazy high numbers and think that that's going to be a recipe for success. It's ask any number of gamblers; they've probably tried it in their career, and it probably hasn't worked out too well for them. Four hundred five Eastern first pitch, Marlins at the Nationals. The Marlins last night. I'm back on the Marlins again today at even money. Seems absurd to me. Daniel Castano versus Jackson Tetro. Uh, Castano's pretty average. Um, he's outperformed his metrics. He's probably not as good as that 257 ERA. He probably should be uh, at least a run, maybe even two higher than that. But that would still put him average versus Tetro, who um, I have a full run worse than his low four ERA. I think there's an edge to the Marlins with regards to the starting pitcher. I don't trust either offense, but the Marlins have a much better bullpen. So this becomes a situation where the Marlins pitchers are just so much better. The model says the Marlins should be a minus 142 favorite. I just, I think this Nationals team is awful. And you got a pitcher with the pulse for the Marlins. This number doesn't make any sense to me. Even money is a gift. Kind of reminds me of yesterday's game. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't understand why people are giving the Nationals any credit. It's a very bad baseball team. There's really not much more to say than that. To regards to the total, it'll be hot in Washington. We'll start off around 90 degrees. Uh, we're going to close in the low 80s, but about an 80 percent chance of rain throughout. So another similar situation. We'll have to see exactly when this game happens, if it happens today, with all that rain in the area. The wind will stay at five miles an hour or under. Um, throughout the day. But again, you like the under a little bit more if this game gets delayed just because it will be less hot. Um, 90 degree weather definitely helps the hitters. 80 degree weather, maybe a little bit, but not as much. Um, I'm going under nine and a half with the B grade pick. If it gets delayed and you can still can grab a nine and a half and you just avoid those 90 degree temperatures and they're under 80, you have to start wondering if that's an A grade under right there. Uh, the Marlins should score a little, sure, but I mean their offense isn't that good, and the Nationals' offense really isn't that good. So I mean, a nine and a half just seems too high. It's not that either pitcher is great, but these offenses just aren't ones that are going to put up a lot of runs, especially if we avoid those ninety degree temperatures. As it is known, we might get some of that warmer weather. It's only a B grade pick on the under. I think this total should be nine, so I think there's some value there going under nine and a half. 405 Eastern first pitch, White Sox at the Giants. Another chilly one in San Francisco, 55 degrees to start, 55 degrees to finish. Winds will be blowing out in the mid-20 mile-an-hour range. But again, in that park, that means a whole lot less. So maybe a, a slight boost to the bats there because you never really know what that wind's going to do. But it's not like uh, most parks where a 25-mile-an-hour wind out would actually help the batters. Two above-average offenses will face off against two pretty good pitchers in Dylan Cease and Logan Webb. Maybe not quite the same pitching matchup as McClanahan and Gaussman, but just below them. I really like both these guys. Uh, Cease's ERA is down to 256. Advanced metrics line up right with it. He's had a couple of bad innings this year, but otherwise he's just been phenomenal. And Logan Webb is uh, kind of a similar story. Half run higher on the ERA and a half run higher on the advanced metrics, but having a great year in his own right as well. A tiny bit worse, but I mean, both these guys are really good. This is another line that really confuses me. The model says the Giants should be a minus 111 favorite, which basically is home field advantage. Um, and, and I think that makes sense because the White Sox, their offense is worse against righties and or it's just a whole lot better against lefties. They're so right-handed heavy. 
But the White Sox and the Giants offenses against righties, I think that's what we're talking about here, are about the same. And the relievers are about the same, and the starters are about the same. I don't I don't see how the Giants are a minus 138 favorite. Um, minus 111, minus 115, sure. Like, those would be numbers I would say absolutely that makes sense. And, of course, now they've got to add their juice. So if it was minus 120 Giants plus 110 White Sox, I'd say, sure, absolutely. Like, I don't, I, I don't see how you find an edge on this. So that, so I'm, I'm explaining all this so that way if you say, no, I disagree, I think this, there you go, that helps inform your play. But Giants minus 138 just makes no sense to me. I'm on the White Sox with an A-grade pick at plus 128. I think it's a coin tossy type game. Uh, I don't trust either set of relievers. Both offenses are solid, and I like both starting pitchers. I mean, this should be an entertaining game. And a plus 128, I want that third unit on it just because, again, in the long run, these types of things are going to be more or less 50-50, and it's going to add value. So I think the White Sox to the right side here um, should be a great game. And like I said, I don't see a unit out there where I think the Giants have an edge to really help them be favored like this if anything you say their relievers are a little bit better but i still have the white Sox offense even against righties a tiny bit better and i have ceases a tiny bit better so that should offset that so again i feel very confident in this number that the model spit out at giants minus 111 i think that makes perfect sense and i just cannot see how the giants are favored this much i'll take the white Sox plus 128 with an a grade pick and i'll take the under seven I'll give it a B grade because it's plus 105. I think seven's a pretty likely outcome for this one. Again, the park in San Francisco playing much more neutral this year than in years past, so that's accounted for in the model. But the model spits out 6.7 for this game, as in it should be on the lower side of seven, not the upper side of seven. So plus 105 offers some pretty good value here on this under. I'll take that with a B grade pick. Both pitchers are good. Need both pitchers to have length because, of course, when it gets to the bullpens, quality of the pitchers drops off so need these guys to go deeper into the game not an a grade pick though because both average offenses are above average and the ball is going to carry a little bit better in the daytime in san francisco than the nighttime so not one that i'm extremely that i'm really loving knowing that but i think both pitchers are good enough that i think seven's a reasonable outcome and the plus 105 offers value so it's all about the price there too if it's under seven minus 110 that's probably down to a c grade because we've lost some value there on that 15 cents in my opinion for Tennessee Eastern first pitch braves at the reds warm one in cincinnati in that park that means probably some runs 87 degrees to start 85 degrees to close and the winds will be blowing out but only five miles an hour but two pitchers that are pretty solid spencer strider and tyler Malley Strider's a guy y'all know I've talked about. I love this guy. Advanced metrics are actually better than his 3.02 ERA. The only reason he's not in the 70s is the quality of a starting pitcher uh, with regards to my ratings is the length that he's still working on consistently going deeper into the games. But I mean, I will love this kid a lot. I think he is the real deal. Tyler Malley's ERA is starting to come down. His advanced metrics say his ERA should be a full run lower than it is. And part of that is, of course, playing at a hitter-friendly park. So uh, there is... To some extent, the he's pitched a little bit better than his results, and part of it is his ERA is going to be a little bit higher in that park. There's just nothing we can do in that with regards to that. Still an above-average pitcher, still pretty good. So that's why I'm going under nine, but only with a lean. The weather in this park screams runs, but I think these pitchers are just good enough that I think I think I still lean under nine. I just it, I can't be that confident given this weather. Uh, the model spits out eight point two. 
a little bit of fear of what happened yesterday where that was definitely an under situation all game. And then all of a sudden at the very end, the Braves just piled on and just got us, you know, I went under nine and a half and he got us 10. And there's a little bit of fear of something like that happening again today. That park runs can just happen in a hurry. So I think under's the smart play, but it again, just can't be that confident. If it was under nine and a half, probably jumps to a B grade under nine, just to lean like these pitchers, but that park warmer day can't feel too confident about an under there unless the numbers up to that nine and a half range with regards to the side the model says braves minus 197 given the fact that the braves were like minus 260 yesterday i'm loving this price right here i think yesterday and and the the braves won but i I basically i mentioned yesterday i don't want to recap it but i mean laying prices like that you need to be this game is for sure going my way. The Braves are up like 2-1 in the sixth. And, I mean, laying such a crazy huge number like that, you want to be up 6-1 in the sixth or whatever it was, right? Um, I just think that price was way too high yesterday. Today, I think it's fun to flip the other direction. I think the Braves should be a, a bigger favorite here. They have an edge, in my opinion, with regards to the starting pitcher. They definitely have an edge with regards to the offense. They definitely have an edge with regards to the bullpen. I mean, the Braves – this is where I don't think I'd lay a number that starts with a two. I think that's still too high being on the road, but at least getting up that direction, I think makes a lot of sense. Minus 169 is a gift. A grade pick for me. Um, I'm shocked this number is not at least minus 180, minus 190. I know Mally's good, but given that Strider, I think, is better and the Braves offense is a lot better and the Braves relievers are infinitely better than the Reds. And that's the thing is that unless, unless Mally's going nine innings, or at least eight. I mean, that Reds bullpen is just so bad. Um, and the and the Braves offense, good enough to punish it. Uh, this number, again, makes no sense to me. I think the Braves should be much bigger favorites of this. And I'm really surprised they aren't after yesterday. So it's a situation where um, we've been a little bit more on dogs lately. But when the favorites are right, it's time to strike. And I think the Braves are that, that team today. To lay, to lay the lumber with here, minus 169, a great pick for me there on Atlanta. 14 Eastern first pitch Royals at the Tigers, mid-80s throughout this game. Winds will be blowing out at about 10 miles an hour, so it's going to be a little bit of a bump to the bats. Also a bump to the bats will be the fact that neither one of these pitchers is very good. Chris Bubik versus Bo Brisky. Bubic here has a 745 ERA. Advanced metrics say it should be about two runs better than that, but that's still very bad. Brisky has a 4.55 ERA advanced metrics. Say it should be uh, into the fives. Neither one of these pitchers is good. What helps them out? Neither one of these offenses are very good. So I mean, it's the uh, what's the old saying about the unstoppable force and the immovable object or whatever. Um, Going to be fascinating to see if this game's two to one or eight to seven. I don't think either one would shock me because these pitchers can't pitch and these hitters can't hit. These are two bad baseball teams. Uh, last night was some bad baseball. If you caught any of that one. Um, if it is these two pitchers, and you never really know, we'll find out shortly, of course. But if it is these two pitchers, the model says Tigers minus 119. Basically says that the only edge in this game is the Tigers with better bullpen than the Royals. That jumps them from your standard home field edge of minus 115 up to about minus 120. So um, that's kind of how the model comes up with that number. It projects a total of 9.5 based off the fact that the pitchers are really bad and this is more hitting hitter-friendly weather. But I think probably 9 is maybe a better total just because these offenses are just not good. So 
we'll see what the number are the numbers are when those come out if those are the actual starting pitchers and i'll add those plays to twitter and the google sheet later still in that 410 Eastern time slot, Angels at the Astros. Missed the under yesterday by half a run, despite how impressive that Astros offense is. Christian Javier with another incredible start. Um, I, I touted him all season. Y'all heard me talk about how much I like that kid. Um, had a little bit of a bump in the road there at one point, but really showing what I've been preaching all season, that he is the real deal. Uh, just another fantastic pitcher for the Astros. Today, it'll be Jose Urquidy for them, who – Projects to be a little bit below average, but he's one to take note of. Last couple starts, mixing up his uh, pitch usage. And so he's one that I've got my eye on. Talked about this yesterday with Gray. If a pitcher has recent results that are good, usually it means nothing. Usually you're overreacting and it's just something you want to completely ignore. Two starts, three starts, four starts is not predictive. Unless all of a sudden the pitcher has decided he's adding a new pitch, he's taking a new taking a pitch away. What happens with Giolito where he's just decided hey, my changeup's really good, but instead I'm going to throw this crappy slider instead, right? Situations like that. Burkini changing up his pitch usage these last two. He's looked really good those two starts. So I think the model, because the model can't, you know, isn't a human, isn't watching the games, right? The model might be underrating him. So he might actually be a lot better than that average rating, something to keep an eye on. Patrick Sandoval for the Angels, having a great season, a 263 ERA. Advanced metrics say it should be about a run higher. It's still pretty good. Um, so I have him as a, as a good pitcher here for the Angels, and they're going to need it with the way these Astros bats are performing. I have Alvarez as 50-50 to play in this one. At this point, he was taking batting practice yesterday, running around in the field. If he plays, it'll likely be as a DH, but that doesn't mean much he DHs a lot anyway. With Brantley out, uh, there's really not, a, not an incentive to get him in the field other than just the reps. Um, so I, I, he's 50-50 in the model to play. Uh, I think it's about right. I, I said yesterday I didn't think he'd play because if he was having any issues the day before, there's just no reason to rush him back. Last night, now that he's had an extra day and he's taking some reps, he really might play. Um, if he does, then you have to like the Astros even more than I already do. The model says minus 160. It's an A-grade pick from the Astros at minus 146. Um, I think we're running out of time to take advantage of backing the Astros. I mentioned this earlier in the show. I think the numbers are about to get really out of hand on them. And so I think let's take advantage of it here. If the Astros, I mentioned this yesterday, as long as the Astros show up to play and don't get caught off guard by weaker opponents here, and they did last night, um, this team is really, really good. And again, I think our key might be better than that model states. I just think there's a lot to like here on the Astros, minus 146, even up to minus 150 today. Great. And depending on exactly how you hear what I said about Arquiti and Alvarez, if Arquiti is better than the model says, and if Alvarez does play all of a sudden minus 170 minus 180 who knows what that number should be it's a whole lot higher than it is right now the Astros are the side to be on in my opinion minus 146 is a gift again we've been more on dogs but this is a favorite I want to be all over today total is eight and a half I think it's priced really well model spits out 8.6 I'm leaning on the over I have no feel for this total. I have no confidence in it whatsoever. I mentioned this before. The Astros bats can just score like crazy. You saw it early in the game yesterday, and then all of a sudden they just kind of were like, yeah, whatever, we've got this one, and they stopped playing. Arquiti can really hold down this Angels offense. I wouldn't be surprised if the Angels don't score that many runs. Um, just a, a league average offense at this point. Again, three amazing hitters, and then six pretty bad ones. Um, so I, the total, like I said, I think it's priced pretty well at 8.5 and 8. I'd like going over. 
at nine, I'd like going under push protection on both numbers there, but eight and a half. Tough one for me to say. I'll lean over, but uh, it's it's not one that personally I think I think I have any anything to really help you make a better play on that total. 14 Eastern first pitch, A's at the Mariners. Paul Blackburn versus George Kirby. Should be a pretty good pitching matchup here. The model says both these guys are just barely above average, but both these guys, um, a lot of upside. Blackburn's having a pretty solid season. Advanced metrics say his ERA should be about a half run higher than the 312 that it is. It's pretty dang good. Um, nevertheless, especially for as bad as the A's are, uh, Kirby's been a little up and down. 408 ERA lines up with his advanced metrics. I like both these pitchers, though. Um, Again, maybe not as good as some of the other pitching matchups, but uh, two solid pitchers against uh, two offenses that can completely disappear. I'm going to be on the under seven and a half with an A grade pick. Uh, should have had more confidence yesterday that under. I just got a little scared from the night before. Um, model spits out six. And I don't think the total should be six, but uh, total of seven. Uh, I'd still go under seven. I really think this should be six and a half. Um, again, like I said, model saying six, I think it's a, a tad bit low, but. Uh, the park there in Seattle has become one of the most pitcher-friendly parks. The A's offense is bad. The A's bullpen is trending up, as in it's still not good, but it's no Reds bullpen. And so when you have the discrepancy there, the biggest the biggest worst unit on the field is the A's offense. I don't see how they score off of Kirby. I don't see how they score off, off of any pitcher with a pulse, it seems like. Um, they might get a couple runs, but I don't think they're going to really help this total get too high. Mariner's bullpen is good. Uh, Mariner's offense is maybe a little bit above league average, but Blackburn's pretty solid. And again, in a pitcher-friendly park, 7.5 is too high. A-grade pick for me in this under. And I'll back the Mariners again with an A-grade. Burned us yesterday. Waddle says the Mariners should be two, minus 246. I mean, and again, the model's been liking underdogs, so when I see something like that, that really just jumps at me. Um, they, the model just does not like this A's offense, and that really is a big difference maker. It also thinks that the Mariners are better than, than their record is and better, but they're better than they're being priced at. So this number happens for two reasons. Number one, it just doesn't like the A's, but the Mariners aren't as bad as that record is. They're, they're not great, but they're a solid team. They've got a good bullpen. They've got an above-average offense. And the Mariners should win about maybe 55% of their games going forward is kind of what the model thinks. And so uh, you have a combination of the model saying the Mariners are pretty good. They're at home and this A's team is bad. Um, I think 246 is a little high. <laughs> it's very surprising to me that it's that high, but I'd be very comfortable laying minus 200 with the Mariners. I just don't trust this A's offense. The A's are going to win. They won last night. That happens. But in the long run, they're a team that it really is trending to a team that's going to have a really hard time getting to 60 wins this season. And those are the types of teams that you don't mind laying a big number against because they're going to win occasionally, but they're not going to win enough. They're not going to win enough to make you want to back them. So for me, it's Mariners or pass. I like a lot of underdogs, but the A's are not a dog that I want to be on. Again, doesn't mean they won't win. They, they won last night, but uh, I, I don't think this is the spot. I think the price is right for them. I love the Mariners here at minus 173. A grade pick for me. I think it's way too low, in my opinion. Last 410 Eastern game of the day, Rangers and Mets. We'll be in the mid to low 80s on this one. Winds will be blowing out again at 10 miles an hour, but more rain possible in the New York area, around 70% throughout the day. So another one to keep an eye on. Whether this one gets played or if it does, if it gets delayed, 
Martin Perez versus um, Trevor Williams for the Mets. I believe Williams is not confirmed, and that's why there's no line out for this one. Perez is obviously fantastic. Rating continues to improve. 222 ERA advanced metrics say it should be in the low threes. Having a great season and a guy I've loved to back. Um, model says minus 150 if it's these two pitchers with a total of eight. We'll see what the number is, and I will tweet out a pick with a little bit of justification on that later in the day. Game two of our doubleheaders, 6.05 Eastern Rays at the Blue Jays. Drew Rasmussen versus Thomas Hatch. Rasmussen, of course, is a guy I've loved to back. Model has him just at league average. He's been better than that this season. Of course, he's boosted by the fact he pitches in Tampa. But he's one who I thought had been underrated for a while. We'll see what the number is on this one later. It's kind of the same story. Depends on where the price is. Model says Blue Jays minus 143 in this one. Hatch is not projecting to be good. But again, it goes back to what we talked about previously. The Blue Jays have a better relief core. And even against a righty, still have a better offense in this Rays team. Uh, fading Rasmussen is never exciting to me personally. Backing a pitcher like Hatch, who I don't think is very good, is never exciting. But it's a situation where I just think that Blue Jays offense is really good, and you can't discount that too much. So uh, my hunches will be on the Blue Jays in this one if it's this pitching matchup. The question is just about what value there is. My hunches will be on the over on this one as well. I just think hitter-friendly ballpark, bad relievers, good offenses my hunches will be over on this one i really hope it's nine if it's nine it's an a grade over my fear is it's going to be nine and a half and that's going to be still an over but again nine is such a key number like it a whole lot less so uh, take that for what it's worth if you hear this and then the number has to come out you can keep it on when it comes out if you see a nine in my opinion grab that over I, I i would i would really love over nine in this game to the other game too Yankees and Guardians, still no rain for Cleveland. It'll be around 80 degrees to start. Uh, excuse me, it'll be around in the mid-70s to start. It'll get cooler as the night goes on. This one will be Garrett Cole versus Kirk McCarty. And obviously Cole's fantastic. McCarty, uh, not. Yankees probably win this one as well. It's all about the price. My hunches will be on the Guardians just because my hunch is this price is probably going to be something. I mean, given the price yesterday where the Yankees were minus 220 against Savali, who at least isn't bad, my hunch is this is something crazy like Yankees minus 250 or something. And The Yankees are good, but, I mean, this Guardians team isn't bad. I mean, they're, I think they're pretty decent at home. It's just a... If, if you're the type of person who says all these big favorites win, I just encourage you to track that over about 100 games. Track all these big minus 200 favorites and, and see, because you have to win 70, 75% of them. And my, my hunch is that it won't be that high. So the Yankees probably win. It's all about the price. If it's, I'm assuming it's going to be Yankees minus 250 or 270 or something stupid. It'll be on the Guardians on this one just because. McCarty isn't good, and Cole really is. But baseball's got a lot more variability than people like to think. People like to think, oh, this pitcher's really good. It's like that pitcher still loses like 10 times. Or the team loses a game that pitcher pitches in like 10 times a year. So, and when they do, it's to teams that are decent like the Guardians. It's it's not, it's sometimes against a decent pitcher. It's sometimes on the road. It's sometimes against a good offense. I think this Guardians offense is good, trending in the right direction. 
And whenever McCarty comes out, Guardians have some decent relievers. So, again, the Yankees are fantastic. It's just all about the price. I think we're there to the point where the Yankees are going to start being really overpriced. Like I said, but they're like, the Astros I don't think are quite there yet, but I think they're getting there. It's going to make it real tough to deal with these crazy prices. We have to figure out how to pick and choose our spots uh, to try to find good value because in the long in the long run, in the long run, my I don't know this as fact, but I feel fairly confident that as good as the Yankees team is, my, I feel fairly confident if you back the Yankees in every single game from here on out to the rest of the season, I feel almost certain you will lose money because the prices are going to be so high. They're not going to lose that much, but when they do, you're going to lose three games worth of winnings in one day. And so I just don't think we can just say the Yankees team is good and let's back them. They are really good, but I mean, they've, they're pricing it that way for a reason. So I may be preaching to the choir, but I just want to make sure I get that point across here. I'll be about the number. I'll be with the value. I'll tweet out what I'm doing on that one later. 715 Eastern first pitch Padres at the Dodgers. A warm one in LA. We're going to start off around 80 degrees as it'll be at about 415 there at local time to start. It'll close in the low 70s. The winds will still be out as it usually is in that part. Winds usually die down at the end of the game because it's a night game. Being a late afternoon start there, the winds will stay around 10 miles an hour out the whole game that's why i'm on the over at seven and a half just a lean though it's warmer that ball carries better there during the day i almost got this to a b grade over you you almost could talk me into it because again that ball carries better there in the day wind will be staying out it's warmer um i, I just couldn't quite get to a b grade because i, I kind of like both these pitchers darvish it was a guy i was fading maybe early in the season but he's having a really good year a little bit of a resurgence for him i've liked what i've seen 326 ERA and the advanced metrics say it should only be about a quarter of a run higher than that. He's having a good season. And Tyler Anderson's a guy I like as well. 323 ERA, advanced metrics say it's about a half run higher. I kind of like both these pitchers. So just couldn't quite get to a B grade on that over, but I'm almost there. Almost. Uh, maybe if the odds are a little bit better, it's minus 105 maybe rather than minus 115. Um, so, I mean, depending on what the number moves on that, I may – I may up that to a B grade just depending on the price on this one. It's just, it's right there on the cusp. Um, like I said, I just kind of wanted minus 105 rather than minus 115. Offenses, of course, Padres still below average. Dodgers, of course, still really good. The model says Dodgers minus 165. We've been on the Padres a lot. We've been on the Dogs a lot. This is a favorite that I'm all over here. Dodgers minus 144 is an A grade pick. I don't think the starting pitch, as much as I've liked Darvish here, uh, the starting pitcher discrepancy is not that large, and the Dodgers' offense is so much better than the Padres' offense. Um, Dodgers' relievers are better than the Padres' relievers, and Dodgers are at home. This is a gift. The fact that we get value on the Dodgers is fantastic. Let's take it and run with it. A great pick for me here. It's almost like the Yankees. Every once in a while, we're going to get random value on the Yankees, and when it does, we're going to take it and run because it's not going to happen often. Um, but, yeah, I think I mean, Darvish is good. This Padres team is really good. Don't get me wrong. I know I've loved backing them, but – this price is just blows my mind. Um, Anderson is a pretty solid pitcher, in my opinion. I think he can hold down the fort here, and I like the Dodgers to get it done. Minus 144 is just a great price. 715 Eastern first pitch, Red Sox at the Cubs. It'll be mid to low 70s in Chicago. No wind to speak of, which of course matters at that park. It'll be a little across, and it'll stay under five miles an hour. Josh Winkowski versus Alec Mills. Winkowski's been solid. I have him rated at league average in his four outings this year. Mills is very, very bad. 
a 987 ERA. That will trend down, but I mean, I'm pretty sure I could go out with a 987 ERA and it would trend down too, just because you're going to accidentally get out to some point. Advanced metrics say it should be at seven. Now it's only in 17 innings, but still one of the worst starters in my database. A large starting pitcher edge for the Red Sox. If Winkowski was good, I mean, it'd be a massive one, but um, it's it's not about Winkowski. He's average. It's about just how bad Mills is. The Red Sox offense is better. Now, the Cubs relievers are better. So the Cubs have an edge there and the Cubs are home. Model says Red Sox minus 120. Red Sox are more likely to win this one than not. Again, they do have an edge on offense, but Winkowski isn't good enough, in my opinion, to justify the fact that the Red Sox are minus 144 favorite. So I'm on the Cubs at plus 133. Only a B-grade pick, though. I don't think there's a ton of value in this number. I think there's value. I think it's worth the investment, but I just think it's a, a medium amount of value. If I could guarantee that Mills is only going to go one time through the lineup, I'd like this a little bit more, but I don't know how much he's going to pitch. And again, that Cubs relief core is pretty solid. It's just a situation where if he tries to go out there and throw too much, I'm just really worried about bad things happening against a pretty good Red Sox offense. So I like the Cubs at this price. I think the Red Sox shouldn't be favored by this much. The Cubs got it done yesterday for us as an underdog. I'm just really nervous about how much Alec Mills we see in this game. So only a B-grade pick, unless you get information that they've just said, hey, Mills is going one time through the lineup, two innings, three max, and then it's over to the bullpen. Now maybe we're talking, but if he's just involved too much, he's going to be the worst pitcher involved in this game. And it's hard to give an A-grade pick uh, just in general, knowing you've got the worst pitcher and he might throw the most innings for you. So it's just, a, I'm scaling back a little bit here on the Cubs. I like them. I think there's value on the number uh, because I don't think the Red Sox should be this big of favorites, just especially given how bad their bullpen is. Uh, Winkowski's not going to go seven innings most likely. It doesn't mean he can't, but he's averaged five innings a start. I feel like five is probably what we're expecting. That means we've got four innings from this Red Sox bullpen that's very bad. So I don't think the Red Sox are getting too much respect on the road here, but too much Alec Mills for me to make this an A-grade pick, B-grade pick for me on the Cubs at this number of plus 133. And to wrap us up, one late game, 9-10 Eastern first pitch, Diamondbacks at the Rockies. Nice night in Denver, upper 70s to start, lower 70s to close. The winds will be blowing across or out to start, shifting towards out at the end of the game. So a fairly friendly hitter environment because it'll be a little bit warmer to start. And then it's the game moves along that wind that's maybe out, maybe across, will be shifting more to out. So I mean, definitely hitter-friendly weather, uh, slightly hitter-friendly, but not warm enough to be really hitter-friendly. Um, yesterday's total was 11.5. The game was cruising towards the under, and then there were seven runs in the last three innings to get to the 12th run. So you can never really be overly confident about totals and cores. Today, again, maybe... A, Tiny bit more friendly hitter weather than that. Not by too much, though. Dallas Keuchel versus Austin Gomber. Gomber's having a really bad year, and he's trending in the wrong direction here. He's not as bad as that 655 ERA. Part of that is inflated um, because, of course, part of it's just the bad bounces. But his underlying metrics say it should be 450. That's not good. Um, coming into the season, Adam at about a league average pitcher. Now he's, again, trending towards below average, solidly below average. So that's... Concerning for him, uh, Keuchel 
having an atrocious season. I do expect Keuchel to get a little better. This is not, I mean, obviously he's an Astros fan and Keuchel is a special place in my heart for, you know, the good memories I have rooting for him. Uh, but I mean, the bank account's more important than my fandom here. <laughs> and uh, he's having a really bad year. We faded him a lot. I do expect a little bit of a bump though now that he's back with his former pitching coach in Arizona. I'm not expecting a career resurgence. I'm not saying he's going to be good, but I, I do think, and again, his rating is a it's very bad. Uh, underlying metrics are not good this season. Those underlying metrics say his ERA should be in the low fives, so it's better than eight. That's, maybe that's a silver lining for you. The model doesn't know this. I, I don't have any, you know, hey, you've got back with your former pitching coach that you had success with. Very bomb model, but I, I, I think he can get closer to league average. As the season goes along, I do expect a guy he's comfortable working with, a guy who really knows him well, to kind of be able to point out a couple of things, make a few adjustments, figure out the right pitch usage, whatever it may be, to kind of maximize his value, which, again, doesn't make him good, but might make him decent, might make him respectable. Um, So I expect an improvement from Keiko, but, of course, where he's been, it's probably not saying too much. Bottom line, two pitchers that aren't good, I'm still going to go under 12, though. 12 is just a really big number and the even money, but it's only a lean. It's not one you can be really confident in. I, I just, you know, in football, there are so few games. You don't necessarily have to make a smart play on every pick because uh, the sample size is smaller if you kind of get a feel for how things are going. The sample size isn't really, the sample size isn't large enough such that smart plays always are rewarded long-term. Um, that doesn't mean we don't want to make smart plays. We for sure, we do. I, I don't want to indicate the wrong message there. It's just that when you have a sport like football, it's, if you only make smart plays, your season's not long enough that it may not help you, right? But in, in baseball, I think making the smart play is something we just got to stick to. Going over 12, at minus 120, and it's not 90 degrees in Denver, and this Rockies offense isn't good, and this Dimebacks offense isn't good, and this Dimebacks offense, um, you know, worse uh, against lefties. It's just, I just don't think it's smart. So I'm going under 12. I like the even money, but only a lean because. These two pitchers aren't it, – it's it's kind of another one of those immovable objects and whatever, right, That whatever that's saying is these pitchers aren't good. The offenses aren't good. So it, I just I just think 12's a little too high. I'll take the even money on the under. Uh, but it's not one I'm going to be really invested in because I think anything can happen in that game and in that park. And in that park, you know, we give a huge park inflation, but there's random games in cores with mediocre pitchers that's like four to two. So – Anything can happen there. So it's a total that I really want to stay completely away from because there's not enough things going in one direction to make me feel good about it. With regards to the side, model says Rockies minus 112. The model says that the Rockies edge, with more or less, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to break it down for you. The model says the Rockies edge with regards to starting pitcher is offset by the fact that their bullpen's worse. Model says that the Rockies are going to the Rockies get a boost facing a lefty, whereas the Dunbacks get a drop offensively by facing a lefty. The model says that edge is off is not large enough to really impact this game that much. Um, 
model says the Rocky should be favored, but you know, it, it, I guess this is what I'm trying to say. If if these two starting pitchers were good and we knew we'd see a lot of the lefties, all of a sudden the Rockies offense, I think now rates better than the Dimebacks offense against lefties. But because we know we're going to get to the bullpen and we're going to see righties, the Rockies edge against lefties is going to only happen for the first couple of innings and the Dimebacks offense is going to then get better. So it kind of just says the offense stuff balances out because we know we're going to see righties. It's not like we're seeing a lefty for eight innings. I'd be shocked if Gomberg throws eight innings. I'd be shocked if Kygo throws eight innings, right? So it's a situation where these two offenses, the Dunbacks offense is better than the Rockies offense, in my opinion, but the lefty thing kind of, it makes the offenses about even, again, better starter for the Rockies, but better relievers for the Diamondbacks. All that becomes a wash, and the model says Rockies 53%, 1%, which is exactly what home field edge is. And so I'll take the Diamondbacks plus 131. I think there's value on the number, but only a B pick. It's like the Cubs game. Um, in the plus 130s, I think there's too much value to pass in a I don't kind of I don't really know kind of game, but it's not one I want to be heavily invested in. Just like I don't want too much Alec Mills, I still don't want too much Dallas Keuchel. The benefit, and this one with the Diamondbacks, is that Austin Goldberg isn't good himself. So it's a situation where Diamondbacks have value at this number, but it's not one that I think is worth a heavy investment because there's just too much variability with these starting pitchers and too much crap with these offenses and relievers, in my opinion. Bad baseball, maybe one you don't want to stay up and watch unless you're a fan of one of these teams. Remember, as I always say with football, you don't have to watch them to make the monies, right? You can still wager on it, and you can find out later in the night or in the morning how it did. You don't have to watch it. This is definitely one of those games here tonight. I'll recap the Apex for you here. I've got the Blue Jays minus 130 against the Raising game one. I've got the Orioles and Twins under nine at minus 120. I've got the Marlins even money at the Nationals. White Sox plus 128 at the Giants. The Braves minus 169 at the Reds. The Astros minus 146 home at home against the Angels. The Mariners minus 173 at home against the A's. And I'll also take the under seven and a half in that game. And then the Dodgers at home against the Padres at minus 144. A ton more picks coming later in the day. As more lines come out, more starting pitchers get finalized. If anything needs to get updated with regards to those pitchers, I'll, of course, update that in the sheet. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder about that Google Sheet. It's got picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you Monday. I'll post some picks tomorrow. No shows on Sundays. Best of luck this weekend. And until next week, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.